0: once again welcome to ask is birth control and family planning wrong and a couple of other questions that we're going to answer so make sure you join us all right welcome once again to ask i'm pastor jamie at cornerstone church always glad to have you join us make sure you like and share if this is on social media make sure you ask your questions for upcoming episodes if you go to our website cornerstonebv.org and you just go to the media page and then there's an ask drop down you hit that easy form to fill out if you have any question about the bible or life or faith as we will see today, um, there's just lots of questions that we have. And if you have, it, most likely other people do too. So the first is, is uh, one we've had before, but it's a really good question to address again. And that is, what does God, the Bible, say about birth control or family planning? Would it be wrong for a married couple to take measures such as the pill, condoms, or even a vasectomy, etc.? Okay, so first of all, um, the Bible is, uh, I would say completely silent on birth control. And the main reason for that is it did not exist, at least the way we would look at birth control. So it doesn't talk about it. Um, The Bible does clearly talk about families and children, that children are gifts from God, that children are um, to to perpetuate the earth, right? That's one of God's commands and and that's how you do that. You you have children, you raise them in the Lord and this is a good and right uh, thing for us to do. I don't think it's a mandate for everyone. As Paul says in some cases, singleness is uh, a a gift from God. You obviously are not to have children if you're single, I wouldn't think. I mean, I guess you could maybe adopt one. Um, But that's, right, so you're, you're, so it's certainly not the the case in that situation. Or um, some are barren, meaning that God does not um, make it possible for you to have kids, right? So that doesn't mean you're some kind of second-class citizen. Um, But overall, the Bible speaks very highly about having children and families growing and and prospering in in God. So uh, it doesn't say anything though about the planning of that, and especially in our culture where there's so many ways to do that. Um, The only place uh, that we find anything like that is kind of a a strange place where um, two sons of Judah in the Old Testament, um, one dies, uh, his name is Ur, and he was married to his wife named Tamar. And so, according to the law, Tamar uh, then was to be married by Ur's uh, husband, Onan. Onan um, already had a wife, right? But was to marry his brother's wife so she wouldn't be destitute and without a husband. And so she, he did that. Um, but he did not want to split up his inheritance. He wanted to focus on his own kids. And so now he has this other wife, who he doesn't want to have more kids with her. And so it says that he basically did physical uh, ways of not, you know, they certainly consummated their marriage, but he makes sure um, that he didn't do what you need to do. You, you know, I don't need to get into descriptions, do I? Alright, so he purposefully made sure she didn't get pregnant. Um, for selfish reasons. So this would be wrong and sinful. Um, however, what that tells us is not that some that family planning and birth control are necessarily wrong. It's your heart intent behind it. And so each case you have to, and I know a lot of you like black and white answers, but sometimes there really is this gray area when it's not clearly laid out in scripture. And you have to look behind the decision and say why the decision. And there could be good and right reasons, um, for a young married couple who's not ready to have kids yet but plan to or um, you already have children and, and you believe for your family and your condition for lots of reasons this is it. Um, it might be for health reasons um, you no longer want to have any, any children. Whatever that might be you have to ask what is the reason and purpose behind it um, and and from there you you can then decide if it's wrong or not wrong. Now Keep in mind, you should research birth control because there are uh, lots of them, most of them I would say that are like the pill or other forms, not condoms certainly, but the rest of them, uh, a lot of them have sort of a last defense measure that is truly actually abortion and so uh and you can read about there's lots of articles and you can google that um your specific birth control if it's last line of defense is that that um that that seed is fertilized and technically now you have a conception just at its very earliest form and then it attacks that and kills that basically what is now human life we wouldn't, as Christians, want to be a part of that. So be aware of what you're taking and what it actually does. Uh, so then you can be certainly doing what God wants you to do in your life. Okay? Uh, hopefully that answers that question. Let me know if there's more to that because it is a tough one for sure. Uh, what is the second one? And la- uh, Actually, we'll do two more. What is the meaning of Luke 11, 24, the 20, Unclean spirit leaving and coming back. It doesn't sound encouraging. Where's the hope? I like that. Uh, So basically the story is what Jesus, not the story, but Jesus says what happens when a demon gets cast out of a life, that that life gets kind of put in order, but then uh, seven more might return. And it is kind of an odd description. What he's saying there is that you might drive a demon out of your life and, and put it in order, meaning no longer are you demonically influenced or oppressed or possessed, but, If you do not trust, believe on Christ and receive the Holy Spirit, you're really just opening yourself up for even worse in the future, okay? So it's a two-pronged process to get rid of the demonic forces in your life and trust Christ because if the Holy Spirit's in you, they can't come back. And that's what Jesus was trying to teach there, is that there's more than just getting rid of the evil influence. There's the good in, in, in trusting in who Jesus is. Okay, that's what I think he was he was saying there. Last one is just more about our church. Is, I love being part of the Cornerstone community. Thanks for having me. It's been great seeing Cornerstone bless and be blessed. Um, we recently, a couple of years ago, started the third service, and if we continue to grow, what are the goals of the future? What ministries or church planting would you like to see happen? So, a uh, great question. I think COVID is uh, a year plus now of COVID has obviously caused things to be delayed that what might God have been building towards. That doesn't mean it won't. It's just, you know, we've obviously had a lot of people either still online or come or not come. It's just like every church is dealing with that, kind of assessing now that we're hopefully coming out of this. Where are we? And now where do we need to go? Uh, we would like to do all kinds of, of, of ministries in our community to show the express, uh, our base express um, purpose is that we're so valuable to the community around, around us that if we were taken away, it would be a major loss, because we love our community and we are seeking to help people, because our goal is to not just help them physically or emotionally, but to draw them spiritually to know Christ, and that's the best way to do it. So that's, that's our hope for sure, for sure. As far as church planting, yes, we would love and we talk often about somehow getting either whether it's partnering with other, partnering with other churches or ourselves. Planting a church, whether in our community or somewhere across the, the globe, you know, wherever God might lead us, hopefully even both. Um, there's also other opportunities um, that are not just strictly church planting, meaning creating a church from scratch, but church adopting is something that we've we've done a little bit of, but we would love to do more if God would lead us to where and, and who. But what church adopting is, it's really just a struggling church that might be really hurting or doors are closing but they got good bones to it, right? They got some good people who really still want um, to, to have a church and be viable, we could adopt the church and help them grow and, and help them um, financially and help them with leadership and things that they need to. So it's sort of like church planting, but it's more uh, taking a church that already exists and helping them flourish, so that'd be church adoption. So that's something we'd like to do as well. So pray for that, and if anyone has any ideas, we're always, and when I say we, our elders are always open uh, to what God might have us do. So, so yeah, all of those things are on the table. Okay, great questions. God bless. Make sure you join us this weekend if you're around uh, one of our three gatherings. And if you have questions for an up, upcoming episode of Ask, go to cornerstonedv.org and uh, give us your questions so we can, uh, you know, have at it. All right, God bless. Talk to you soon.